general um, state of the world? The general state of the world. Well, we're uh, it, it's rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. <laughs> but are we through the worst of it? I think we're through the worst of it. Hopefully. I don't know. Is that hopeful? Yeah, I think so. I mean, enough people now have had the vaccine in their bodies that the, the microchips have been acu- activated. So we know that that's gone through without any problems. So we know that microchips aren't going to kill us, right? I guess it's time to jump on the bandwagon when when the when that vaccine gets around here. Yeah, I got a. I don't have fluoride, uh, fluoridated water though, so I don't know if it's going to work. I want to make sure I got enough fluoride in me before I get the vaccine, so the microchips can work. This is irresponsible. Oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, there's yeah, there yeah. are a lot of there are a lot of conspiracy theories floating around out there too we i don't know if i really want to touch I, on that though it's i don't I, it's not really no. worth it's like uh i just wind up i'll just make fun of them i think it's usually they're so funny that i just got to say one more thing about the microchips though i mean thank god we're gonna have microchips in our bodies because now i won't have to pack my phone everywhere i go anymore for them to track me with and to listen to me and that means that they won't be able to know what i'm saying anymore because these microchips inside my body don't have a you know they don't have the bandwidth. They can't transmit audio like my phone used to be able to. So the government's actually going to be, you know, doing a worse job. So, well, yeah. Good job. And that's the thing too. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, I'm, I'm, you know, what really intrigues me about like having the, uh, uh, the post-humanist uh, microchip transplant or whatever, and having like your phone mm-hmm. just be in your body is, is it's kind of like that Star Trek concept of uh, like, I'm, I, I try and see the good in, in all the things, right? So you're walking around, say in a country where, where you're not familiar with the written language or the spoken language or whatever. And now you'd have uh, your augmented reality uh, phone implant or whatever, that's going to give you the translation for that sign when you're looking for a laundromat or whatever you're looking for in another place Mm -hmm. or, uh, or it's going to like, you know, live um, translate for you what someone else is saying. Uh, Hopefully better than the wallpaper. I just put up the instructions for that. They were terrible. But I was just talking about something similar today um, with my oldest kid. I was telling her about a movie that I think was ahead of its time, which was Strange Days. Have you ever seen Strange Days? Mm-hmm. Where people are getting... Uh, instead, it's, it's been a while. Well, if you're listening and, uh, and, you, and you haven't seen Strange Days, it's a good movie. But it's based on the fact that people can download uh, each other's, I guess, uh, experiences, sight, sounds, feelings, emotional state, adrenaline rush all that stuff. And they're watching it like TV, right? Like an augmented reality, Mm -hmm. sort of like a TV show, but everyone gets kind of hooked on this uh, feelings, getting, getting to be able to kind of like choose all the different things that you're experiencing and feeling and all that stuff. Some people just sink right into this false reality. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a, it's an interesting show. It kind of comes back. I think it was ahead of its time at the time. Uh, One of those like strangely prophetic shows that, they kind of didn't find an audience at the time, but maybe, maybe someone else will find it now. It's something worth checking out. Strange days. Now I can't remember what book it was. Of course, I've re- I've read a lot of science fiction books, but there was one that came out maybe about ten years ago, where they developed uh, wormhole technology, but all they could make was really tiny wormholes, like microscopic. However, they were big enough to send uh, an electric signal through which means you could uh, instantly communicate with any other point that had a wormhole. And eventually what they ended up doing was they ended up implanting a chip in the, in your brain <clears throat> with a miniature wormhole in it. 
and you could instantly transmit all of your thoughts, everything you see, everything you feel to another person who also has this. And that was the means of uh, telepathy. But what ended up happening is because the government could watch you, they could open a wormhole anywhere at any time, whenever they wanted. So these people were getting together in these large meetings where you'd get searched to have all your electronics removed. And then you go into a pitch black room and you'd have like a big orgy in these rooms because the government couldn't keep track of what you're doing in there. Man, similar. <laughs> I got to read more. <laughs> you you got you to keep a list. Every time you tell me about a book, I'm like, I need to read this shit and I can't find it. Well, I am going to be making lists. I actually just recently made a list of time travel books. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to start doing that now because like I have, I have a backlog of books I, I want to go back and read again. So that's how they're ending up on the list. If I would read them twice, they end up on a list. Uh, split uh, second. I'm, a, I'm reviewing that one right now, or I did review it recently. That's one of them where oh. you can travel back in time a microsecond and that's it, which sounds totally useless, but he, they, it revolutionizes the entire world. Interesting well, like, concept. Yeah, it is. I, I kind of like the, uh, I don't know. I like that other one. That sounds a great premise. I'm going to have to find that book. It will, I'll stop at nothing, Tim. Stop at nothing. So we've been sitting around well, probably watching lots of TV here. I don't know if you want to kind of jump into uh, what we've been doing on that front. Well, I'm I'm heavily, heavily involved in uh, trying to figure out what's happening with WandaVision, which we're yeah. on the third episode now. Yeah, and me I, too. I, I, I don't know. So... Spoiler alert! I guess we got to say that. Well, we could uh, we could uh, we could just talk about it right now and just and just spoil the shit out of it and and like we normally do, which I think is fine. I mean, what wh- what do you think of that? I mean, I mean, well, why don't we just talk about what the comics said first? Because there's no spoilers available in the comics. I mean, that happened years ago. Uh, we don't know for sure. Well, why don't we just spoil it? If you've listened yeah, I, this long, you know you're getting spoiled, right? You're, you're going to get spoiled, and we're going to give you a warning first. <laughs> we're we're going to blab like idiots about this show. I don't really know much about the comics, so you, you, if you can enlighten me on some stuff, maybe it might uh, it might shed some light on a few things that I have questions about. But we can just kind of talk about that. So I don't know. Uh, do you want do you want to just kind of fair warning from here on out? Uh, we're going to spoil the show. So so tune sure. out. Don't listen or, or, or come back later because I think we're going to talk about The Expanse and some other yep. stuff. But um, yeah, we're going to spoil WandaVision. So stop right now if you're, if you're listening. I, I've got a very limited... I'm an I'm a unapologetic DC uh, comics nut. And, uh, and even my, my experience with that is, is pretty limited. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm familiar with the concept of Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda... And Vision, I'm not super familiar with that character in the comics other than a few ones that I've read. Um, and I don't really know a whole lot of story backwards and forwards and stuff like that. I did have, I think I still have a, a comic book called House of M. And I think Magneto mm-hmm. did some stuff uh, and he was using Wanda to kind of like recreate, which is his daughter in the comics. I know that much. And he was using her to kind of like recreate a new reality sort of thing. I, I, I don't think wrong. I got all the way through. Like I said, I don't, I don't really know. So I'm going to rely on you heavily for the background. So I guess we could talk about the first two episodes. They released those right, right off the hop. And you and I both watched them. And then we just kind of got the third one down. And I feel a little bit better about watching them, having seen the third one. Because I have a, a kind of a, an idea. But I think I'm going to give you a chance here to just get uh, 
get the rundown in and, and just kind of pop off what we saw on the show and how it relates back to the comics. Yeah. So it might have something to do with the house of M somewhat because the Scarlet Witch was in there with uh, Charles Xavier, right? And that would have been Magneto, but I think the kids are more related to Mephisto. If I'm saying that word, right. I've never, I've never had to speak it before, right? You always read these things, but anyway, so they appear in this world, Wanda and uh, vision appear in this world, which is in black and white to start with. And, uh, they have no idea why they're there. Like they're, they have amnesia. They know they're married, just married, but they don't have wedding rings. Uh, but Vision has to be recently deceased, right? Mm-hmm. We know he has to be real to a degree in the show, though, because he has his own job and everything. Like he's, you see him separate from Wanda. Mm-hmm. So you know he's probably alive somehow, even if it isn't the original him, which doesn't make any sense because he doesn't have the Mind Stone anymore. Once they get a little farther into the show, it turns out that uh, Wanda's pregnant. The pregnancy lasts a whole 20 minutes, and then she gives birth to twins. So now in the in the comic books, the twins are actually uh, somehow entangled with the soul of Mephisto, which was split into um, four or five pieces. Now there's another guy that's in the comic books wandering around trying to gather up the pieces of this soul, and his name is Senior Scratchy, which happens to be the rabbit in the show uh his mother is agatha harkness in the comics and we have agnes who's wearing agatha Har- harkness's brooch in episode three so she's probably there which is um she used the one that lent them the rabbit in episode two so somehow this has a lot to do with mephisto and magic it has it's got to have something to do with that now the the kids they grow up and they become part of the new Avengers, which I didn't read any of those comics. <laughs> so, so I missed out on all that storyline. What else did you notice anything that I didn't capture there? Other than at the end, they, I don't know. You, you watched the last episode, right? I, I, you watch I watched. Yeah, three? I did watch the last episode and I kind of have a, an idea. Like I, like I said, I, I haven't really seen all of the Marvel stuff. I kind of, uh, I've kind of, I've kind of tuned out. I've, I've caught like the Avengers stuff. I've caught all the Avengers mm-hmm. movies, but some of the movies in between the Spider-Man and Captain Marvel, um, I haven't really caught, but I, I did kind of read up on it. And uh, I know that the character who's playing, what's her name in the show? She helps Wanda deliver the baby. Anyway, her, she's a, a Captain Marvel's friend's daughter. Yeah. I read some spoilers afterwards because I, I had a, like me, what you're telling me right now, I guess makes a whole lot of sense. And I think if you're a deep, deep, uh, they're, they're deep cuts from the comic books, which is one of the great things that Marvel does is they have like a reverence for their source material. So it's good. Like, I mean, I'm on the outside of this going, what is happening here? And I'm hoping it all pays <laughs> off in the end. I like the show. I think it's really like, it's definitely well written. It's definitely well acted. It's beautifully shot. And I like the whole aesthetic. Uh, I just felt lost like a puppy dog just wandering into something. So I'm hoping it all kind of comes together for me in the end. I'm going to keep watching, though. I think it's really good. Well, it has some Twin Peaks kind of moments, which a couple. The sitcom aspect of it is a little bit of a turnoff at times. The only reason I hang in there is because of all the little bits, right? If it was if it was going to be like the sitcom all the time, that I'd be done with it already. It, it's almost they do it to the point where they make it annoying on purpose i think which is a twin peaks kind of thing yeah it, uh, look that's the thing with this show uh when when i was watching it i kind of have an idea that i have an idea in my head 
it's more like a little bit of a, a fear for the show is that we're going to get to the end of the show and it's going to get better as it goes along and it's going to get more intriguing and you're going to get more answers as it goes along. But what I'm actually afraid of is that by the time you get there, they did so little advancing the story in the first two episodes that you won't ever need to watch them again, or there won't be a whole lot to harken back to, to go, Oh yeah, I remember this happened and this, and this caused this. I, I have a feeling my, my, I have a feeling that, you know, they were, they put the first two out uh, simultaneously, maybe strategically, because by the time you get to that second episode, you're still kind of like, what the shit am I watching here? What, what happened? Yeah. And there, and, and that's the thing is, is when you get to the end of the show, you'll be like, that was a great show and a whole lot happened in it. But the first two episodes, nothing happened. And then there'd be no reason to watch those. It's kind of like the Phantom Menace, you know, you could mm-hmm. not watch that movie for the rest of your life and skip that movie and the whole, uh, the whole going through of all the Star Wars movies. And you might not miss much. You might, you might but, not even miss what, much. What, not get the pod races? <laughs> well, there are, uh, now I'm a, I'm a phantom. We're going down a rabbit hole here. Like I love the Phantom Menace, but you could skip it. Like you could just skip that movie. Yes, that's true. I know some people do. And, uh, I, you know, you wouldn't yeah. get the pod race. You wouldn't get the Darth Maul fight. You wouldn't get a whole bunch of cool stuff. But I, I always watch it. I love the Phantom Menace, but you could skip it. I, I think you could. But And that's like these first two episodes. Well, it could be, if especially if you know some of the comic book history. The lady that you were mentioning there, and why can I not remember her name? I'm going to look it up right now, just because I just need to know. I made a point to remember it because I liked her character in the show. And then I forgot it. Yeah. Like a jerk. And we're looking right now. This is the sound of two. Yeah, we're looking right. This is us looking. Geraldine. (laughs) Geraldine. So Geraldine in the show has a sword emblem on her necklace this week as well. In her pendant. That's showed up. So she works for for sword. Yes. And the thing is, when did she arrive? She arrived in the helicopter crash. I think she's the pilot of the helicopter. Ah, okay. So you had the color, you have little blurbs of color in the first two episodes. One of them is the helicopter. You have the yeah. toaster on the uh, commercial. Yeah. The and then you have on the toaster. Yeah. And we have blood. So they've, they've got like a very red theme, like the color red is coming yeah. up a lot. So that would hearken. And I don't know much about Mephisto. Is he like the actual devil or something? He's a demon. He's okay. from hell, I believe. Um, like a like a Doctor Strange demon. He make, is he more? He makes deals. He makes deals with people for their souls. He's pretty much the devil. But either way, he's a demon from hell who makes uh, wagers for people's souls. So it's good stand-in for the devil. Remember him having red as part of his color theme, but also so does uh, Wanda herself, right? Yeah, her, her powers are red-based. However, the helicopter, if you look at it, is quite clearly Iron Man based because it's yellow and red. Yeah, and we've got some we got some stark uh, stark talk there with the with the yep. toaster oven and yeah. There's a lot there's a lot to go on here in the show. I, I don't know. It's a fun show. So the, the, the something that just happened this last episode was some soap, the Hydra soak soap, and that soap it's uh, it was mentioned by Phil Coulson that uh, Agents of Agent, Shield show. Yeah, he had mentioned that. Hydra was using soap to brainwash people. And then we have a Hydra soap commercial in the middle of the sitcom. So I don't think Hydra really is the people behind this. Or are they smart enough to do that? They never seem smart enough to pull something like this off. Well, if I remember, we got some loose ends with Hydra kicking around out there. Like we've got, uh, of all the stuff we saw of Hydra, we had Gary Shandling character in Iron Man was a Hydra guy. 
So they've got people high up in the government and um, Captain America found all those high up Hydra guys in his movie, which I think was the Winter Soldier film. Mm-hmm. And we had, if I memory serves me correct, there was another Hydra reference. Oh, we have uh, the com- the computer guy. You remember the dude, like, was it, uh, what was his name? Was it Arnim Zola or whatever? He was in the original Captain America movie, the Red Skull's scientist buddy. And, right. uh, and he wound up being in the computer down in that bunker in Captain America and and, um, and uh, Black Widow found him down there. Yeah, that's, that's right. Did he get blown to smithereens or is he still kicking around? I think that one, I think he seemed oh, yeah? to remember a crater on that building. Well, they could be behind it, but somehow my personal theory is, is that uh, Wanda's been tricked into doing it herself. And maybe they use the soap to do that because she has the power to bend reality and yeah. create other realities. We saw that at the very first time she showed up. She just touched uh, the Hulk and Iron Man and whoever and put them into a different world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was just mental. But I think that she is causing this to happen because of uh, she's, well, she's lost her brother and then she lost vision, but she's being tricked into doing it. Ah. Of course, Mephisto also alters reality. So I guess we'll know pretty soon because apparently Geraldine or the character that plays Geraldine was, uh, she was saying that, oh yeah, so she's playing Monica Rambeau the grown-up daughter of Captain Marvel's U.S. Air Force pilot, Maria Rambo. Uh, the actor that plays her was saying that episode four is where everything cuts loose. All right. So, and she's not allowed to just walk around saying stuff that she's not allowed to say, right? Because they'll shoot you if you... <laughs> oh, yeah, Marvel. They're carefully controlled of what they can say, so they wanted her to spoil it a little bit and let us know that something big is coming next week. They probably have one of those vacuum bags so, yeah, and they just put you in one for, for like two minutes or something. <laughs> if you, if you, if you blab secrets. Threaten you before they let you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone just shows up at your house and they vacuum bag you. <laughs> Nothing fatal. Just a good, just a good two minutes in the vacuum bag. Could you imagine one drunken moment after filming one of these shows, the kind of damage you could cause? Well, I wouldn't be able to keep my lips shut. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'd have to go live in a, a mountain somewhere with no internet. I'd, I'd have to, I, I'm terrible at keeping secrets, but. Well, we already have the Hulk walk, walking around with his loose lips. Amazingly, he never spoiled anything major, but he came close a few times. Well, I remember seeing an interview when uh, there was an interview with the whole cast of the Avengers and Scarlett Johansson kind of um, her and Robert Downey Jr. had kind of a slip up there on, I can't remember what talk show it was, but they kind of, they didn't say much, but they kind of just insinuated that they weren't going to make it. <laughs> and everyone oh, was yeah. like, shut, <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to, I don't know. After the first, uh, I watched the first two episodes and I was kind of debating not watching anymore, but I, I gave the third one a chance. And I think they're kind of, uh, I think they might be stringing me along, but I think I might like where, where they're going. And, and just another thought that I had about this is, you know, uh, the Disney Plus, the Disney Plus streaming platform, we watched like The Mandalorian. We've seen, I don't know what else they released on there. Two seasons of Mandalorian and this is really all I've been interested in. But they've been, they they were adamant about releasing the, the episodes just one week at a time, which is something that kind of, uh, I guess, Amazon has started doing. Uh, and and I don't know, maybe Netflix is starting to do it. They started canceling all their TV shows altogether. So, but in some examples of that, I've kind of, I kind of like it because on Friday nights, 
um, my family and I would sit down and be like, all right, it's Mandalorian time. And you'd get that little episodic burst of whatever and a kind of uh, story that kind of mishmashed itself every half hour or 45 minute episode or whatever it is. And uh, I think that really worked well for that show. It kept you coming back every week or whatever. But I think in, in the context of this show, I'd almost say that that doing that and putting out the one that one little teaser episode or the one the dual episode one and and then releasing one a week afterwards like this might be a binge show where you're just like i need to know what the hell's going on here right now and it might i don't yeah. know i i kind of wish it was one that i could just sit down and roll right through because it's just i don't i don't know if i like being strung along that no, this is me, me well, just griping, but they, I don't know. There was, it seemed that, funny. That, I'd have to wait till the end though. And now I can't do that. I'm, this is me just working through my oh. own shit here. <laughs> I don't like the thing it. Is it. We, we used to, we also back in the olden days, we used to have to wait. Right. And then yeah. there'd be a cliffhanger at the end of the season and you'd have to wait months. And then maybe they'd cancel the show while you were waiting. Like you never knew. Right. Yeah. And then you wait 25 um, years to find out what happened. Yeah. Like but, Twin uh, Peaks. Now, if they release one a week now, though, and you don't like it that way, you can binge it. You just have to wait a little longer. And if you miss it that Friday, like, say, for instance, back in the old days, if you missed it on Friday, you were screwed. That was yeah. it. Unless you somehow caught a rerun, which sometimes never happened. Whereas now, if you miss it on Friday, you can watch it on Saturday. So you got the best of both worlds, really. Because you're going to be able to binge it if you wait. Or... You could just watch it, you know, when you when it's convenient for you, or you can watch it when it's released. I feel like we need shared stories. We need to all be on the same page at the same time in society. Well, maybe not the same page, but we need to have segments of society that that can watch the same thing the same week and have something to talk about besides, you know, what happened to Capitol Hill. We need uh, we need stories like we used to have, you know back when we used to watch that episode of uh, Fall Guy or whatever show that was only going to happen once. And then you had something to talk about when you went to school. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way, but that's pretty insightful. We've been missing that because when, when we first got streaming and everything else, everybody just ditched that. And there was so much stuff to do that everyone was on a different page. So this will build community. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, it, it definitely has... Uh... The only thing I wish is it was a little bit more in person. That was the thing. Like, uh, we're watching Twin Peaks again with with my kids, and and uh, it's like you said when that show came out. I was, I think, I don't, I don't think I was like twelve when that show hit the airwaves, and mm-hmm. I really wanted to watch it, but it was on, you know, it was on past my bedtime. I had an early bedtime, and uh, I couldn't watch it. We didn't have a VCR, so I couldn't tape it, and I just kind of had to rely on reruns, which were never on at a, at a decent hour for me to watch. So I just mm-hmm. kind of gave up on watching that show. And uh, I picked it back up again way late in the game, right before they were bringing out the the newer season of it. And I watched that. I watched the whole show. I was able to watch it all at my convenience or whatever. But there was no one. I remember everyone, like even though I was I was I was a school kid at the time, like I was in grade six or seven. But I just remember there was a buzz about it, and you'd read about it in the newspaper. You'd see it on TV, and people would talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I knew that people like adults were going around and they were just like, you know, ensconced in this show. They just loved it. It was just so engrossing. 
And it was just kind of one of those things that I wished I could be into. And now kind of like you do, you're right. You do have those shows. The Mandalorian is one where you can watch it. And then on Friday, you know, you wake up Mm -hmm. and if you haven't watched it, everyone's kind of posted a bunch of shit and spoiled it on Facebook for you. So you can't look at any of that stuff, (laughs) which is kind of unfortunate, but you do have conversations. Like I go to work and, and people would be like, Hey, did you see that? Or people would text me, you'd text me. And that's good, right? Like it's something else to talk about other than crazy stuff. And there are important things to talk about, I think, but to, you know, something that brings everyone onto the same page is uh, definitely needed right now. Yeah. Something that we can get together and talk about that we enjoy, not yeah. just something that's like freaking us out. That's right. That's right. Even if it does freak you out, that's good too. We could talk through that, but, <laughs> but no, so I don't the know. Same thing with the expanse, right? Like the expanse, that's something I'm looking forward to now. Like I'm caught up and one part of me is sad because I can't just cram the whole season in, in two nights. But what a waste. Can we spoil know, that show? To do that. Well, we probably should, I guess. Oh, I love it. Let's <laughs> we, spoil that we one We came too. this far. <laughs> I've read all the books. So I am, uh, I'm really happy with the fact that in general, they're following the books. Like there's small differences, but they're not big enough to worry about. Unless you're a purist, which I'm not. It, it's pretty hard to match up. And exactly on the science on the science fiction books because they're they're actually they're they're long right they're not everybody's kind of read I don't think yeah. they don't drag per se but you know what I mean they're they're a little dry at times and well, I uh, I haven't picked those books up um, one one of the things I think when you take a, a a novel or something like that you adapt it to TV or you adapt it to a movie there's a there's a, novels are so dense in what you get. Like there's just things that you can't do in a, in a movie or a TV show that you can do in a novel. Like you can get into what a person's thinking you can get into like, you know, what kind of smells are on there and recreate that in your reader's head. Whereas you can't really do that on screen. So I think the talent of a good writer for a a movie or a TV show is to take the stuff that they know is going to work and that they can show the Mm -hmm. audience. And I, I don't know for someone who hasn't read the books, like, dude, I am engrossed in the show. I think this is the best show on TV right now. I think it does everything right. This is everything that anyone could ever ask for to see if you're a science fiction fan, I guess. Um, And it's just, I don't know. It's just so perfect, man. There's, there's someone in this show for everybody. And, And if you think that the guy or the person that you that you really identify with is 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 uh, your your person. Your your opinion on them will change down the road, or you'll pick up someone else new that you can kind of relate to, or you could it, like it's just so good in that respect. I just I just I love the show. I can't I can't say it enough. Well, and some of the best stuff is still coming. Let's put it that way. Oh, and uh, the the last book of the series isn't finished yet. The final, I think it's book eight or nine, isn't out yet. So I'm kind of a cliff hung myself on the very end of the, of the show, but like in this season, I wasn't sure how they were going to do this with, uh, you know, with, uh, the evil or with the bad guy and, and the son, the love triangle between the mother, son and father. Um, yeah. If you know what I mean? Um, not love triangle. That's not the right word. Well, it's the it's loyalty like a, triangle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's one of the, and they, they pretty much duplicated that part of the book. Now, I imagine when you're reading the book, you're kind of getting a lot more of the son's perspective because this seems like a character to me that's like really torn between the two. But it's just his dad you, seems you so do. much more. You actually, you see, you see, in the book, you see how how beat up he gets mentally by his dad. 
like the abuse level is different. It, it's much more up there, right? You can really feel how he's he's a tortured soul. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What were your thoughts of that last episode there? Because it, I guess it was the episode before that where she jumped through the airlock and floated through space. Now, that's it's variable. Different people would say that's not possible, right? The whole floating from one ship to another without a spacesuit. Well, she had her cool needle that, I don't know, her, her yeah. cool... Uh, she shot herself up with drugs or whatever there, yeah. Yeah, and that and that gave her enough. Yeah, that gave her enough juice to kind of do what she needed to do, and she's she paid the price for that. Like she's running around on that ship, and and she's not she's not feeling so hot, right? Yeah. But uh, no, I, the, the last episode was really good. Like I really liked how they how they uh, pushed her into a corner where she was like, like there's just so many futile situations that people are in in this, and you get to see how they work themselves out and the ingenuity of the characters. Mm-hmm. And, and hers was one, like, you know, how she had to figure out how to cut that message and, and, and just kind of like cut in and out of it so that it was, would broadcast something just remotely different in the chance that someone might pick up on that. And it just, so it just how sneaky the villains are. Like, I don't know, uh, Marco and Aros there. Like, I honestly think that he could win and, 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 and there's not going to be some sort of, uh, uh, sweeping revenge and when you really look at the show there's a whole bunch of things going on behind the scenes like when you one of the things that they do really well is they pick up on on say uh you pick up on earth and the moon right and so earth and the moon have their mm-hmm. own government and you just get to see how busted and tired that whole machine is and this is what they're up against right they're up against this new guy who's got you know a, a fiery legion behind him and he's got the steam to just pick everyone else up and either you're with this guy or he'll 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 kill you right and and he's fighting against um one uh mars who seems like they're implicit in selling this guy goods and and stuff like that so they're very corruptible and and not much of a threat mm-hmm. to him and the big threat he's already neutralized with earth because they don't even know what to do with themselves they're like when you see what kind of the state the earth is in even before they show you in this season what happens before the asteroids hit and what happens afterwards. And it's not looking so hot even before the asteroids hit. It's a mess. So you know that they're, yeah. everyone's tired on drugs. Uh, the government's kind of broken. And, and it's, there's just a whole bunch of people clamoring for power for their own, uh, for their own uh, kind of selfish needs. And you just kind of get the sense that you're watching the whole Earth system just play itself out, right? And, and, and I think that functions with the, with the Marco and Aris's plan where you just, you just, you just kind of really accept that whatever he's doing, like there's, there's no stopping him. He's just going to get what he wants. No, that's the thing though. So, and I don't know if I should give you a spoiler from the books or not, uh, but I'm going to, it's a minor, minor spoilers. Spoiler. Spoilers don't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. Okay. So what if Marco is actually a figurehead? Oh, that's even scarier. because after all doesn't he have an access access to an awful lot of mars stuff well he does and that's the thing like that's you know there there's all these conspiracies being uncovered and i'm sitting here watching this going like how how are they okay with this like nobody would be okay with this and there's got to be you're right there's got to be a bigger threat we'll leave it at that because i i'm still interested (laughs) i'm still interested uh I'm super interested in the show. This is probably my favorite show on TV now. Every Wednesday I come upstairs at about six o'clock after I watch it and I just go, holy shit, 
that is the best show ever. And it usually has something to do. Um, uh, so the, the, the guy that I really like is Amos and I know he's uh, yeah. kind of a, a shady dude, but he suplexed a guy down an elevator shaft. That was yeah, that amazing. It was, was pretty cool. That was amazing. He and landed just as, right on the edge of the elevator shaft. Oh yeah. Just this whole <laughs> tough guy speech. Like I like the tough guy thing, right? When he's in the, when he's in that ship traveling to earth with those two guys and he just tells them, he's like, how much damage do you think I could do to you in two minutes without withholding my breath? It's just like, yeah. you believe that guy, right? He's just the, he's just the best heavy I've ever seen in a TV show. Yeah. There's tons. Yeah, like his it. attitudes. It, 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 he pulls off well, exactly what's in the books too. That's, that's the best part about it. He figures prominently in future books as well. So just that's a spoiler that he's not going to die quite yet. Well, I, <laughs> I, I was saying to someone the other day that, uh, if Amos dies, I'm out. I'm out. And I thought I thought well, they were gonna grease a, him. You're good for a, quite a few years, probably. <laughs> I, I thought they were gonna grease him in the last season when he was fighting um his against his girlfriend there and, and that other guy. He wound up just like cold blood shooting his girlfriend, which is pretty nuts. Well, he pretty much basically did die in the book on that one. Like he was he lost so much blood that he was on the verge of death. But yeah. You just can't that, stop that. That particular season. He, he did the poorest as far as intelligence goes. He made some dumb decisions, but I guess when you're that tough, you might make some dumb decisions. Well, they don't, they don't play him off as a particularly intelligent guy. And that's what I kind of like about him. Like there's a, a scene with him in, in this season here where he goes in and, and uh, he goes into that, there's that guy who's got that compound or whatever. And he goes out of his way to go to that guy's compound. Cause he knows pretty much what he's going to find there. And he knows that in some form or fashion, he's got like some, hyper hyper friggin steroid lady with him right so he knows that whatever he's going to encounter there he's going to get the better of it he still goes there anyway and he has that scene after after they wipe that guy out or whatever where he sits down um with is clarissa mal with her and he's he's like you know what he was like if i was withholding i'd never have done any of that shit and he's like i need to be back with my crew and and that's the character like he's 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 got that much of a I don't know. He knows what he is. And without, without some people around him to kind of like steer him somewhere, he goes to bad places. And, but he's, he's smart enough to know that, but he's dumb enough to fall into it all the time. Right. And it's, it's just so much more interesting watching a character like that, that knows their flaws and, and all that stuff. And all the characters do, they all know their flaws and they all kind of like, uh, you see their imperfections and stuff and how they're tortured by them or how they think about them. And man, I just, I don't know. I can't, can't say enough good things about it i'm so glad that it didn't, it didn't get canceled and that amazon picked it up and they say dirty words now because it's way better well what else is going on out there in uh tv land well um we've we've gushed quite poetically about two shows here one i'm a little bit unsure of and one that i'm a total fanboy for and um another property or another show that i'm watching right now is uh is i've been fortunate enough to have found copies of Stephen King's The Stand and uh, I've been watching that and um, not so good <laughs> it's not good um, it outright kind of sucks and and it, man I tell you like it made me kind of sad to start watching the show it, so it, it's funny because so many of Stephen King's adaptations turn out like crap it's almost like they don't translate well and I don't no. understand the problem because if they just did what it said in the book, everything would be fine. But they never, never do that. They always try to make it their own or something. 
Well, you, you know, know what, what I mean? Yeah. And you know, we were, we kind of hinted at this before, but there's, uh, we were, we just talked about this where, where a talented writer or a talented team will take stuff that they know is going to work for a show and they'll turn this knob up to 11 and they'll dial this one back down to five or, or they'll change this and they'll omit this part or, or whatever. And um, I think with this show here, we had a mini series before that I think by the time you put it on TV, uh, it, it eked out to about six hours with commercials of uh, a show, which was the '90s version of the stand. Rob Lowe and Molly Ringwald and Gary Sinise, I think, was in Gary it. Sinise. Yeah. And in those six hours, I think there was like, obviously, they couldn't do any of the more adult stuff that was in the book. If you read the book, which I did uh, when I was younger, and saw that show, I was pretty pleased with that show, and I still am. There's still there's still things I think about. I I still think of. Uh, uh, Larry Underwood sitting on the stream of cars playing Eva Destruction on his guitar. That's a scene that pops into my head. And Rob Lowe meeting Tom Cullen with, uh, I think it was uh, Scream Queen Shawnee Smith was playing like the uh, the uh, insane Southern Bell gun toting temptress. Yep. That um, that was a great scene. There's a whole bunch of things like that that stick out in my head. Tom Cullen. Uh, but this show here, when you, when you get a chance to sit down and watch it, um, they play the story out and the story plays out the way it plays out in the books. Um, they chose to kind of um, do the lost flash forward, flashback kind of thing where you go back and forth between times. So oh, at yeah. the beginning of the show, you pick up after the captain trips and everyone's kind of trying to sort everything out in Colorado. And then you go back and you see Harold and Franny, and then you go back and you see um, uh, Stu and how he's when he's in the compound and all that stuff. And, uh, I think the pacing of it is kind of funny and uh, there's a, just a bunch of things that just uh, a whole bunch of missed opportunities. They got a nine hour, nine hours with no commercials pretty much. I think it's going to, well, maybe eight hours or something like that. And I think they, they kind of like putts around so much at the beginning of the show um, doing the backwards and forwards thing that now you're kind of caught up and there's no more flash forwards and flashbacks. The show's almost mm -hmm. over and you don't feel, I don't feel any uh, kinship to the characters. The good guys, they've actually kind of made me feel like they're kind of dicks. And I wouldn't give a shit if they died because <laughs> mm. they're, they're kind of terrible. And even, uh, you know, the fan favorite, Tom Cullen, like if, if you're a human being at all and you're reading that story or you watch that first miniseries, you just, you just can't help but love that guy. He's just a simple soul. He's just a, M O O N that spells Tom Cullen and, and, and you could just get behind that guy. Like you want to see him because he's a teddy bear character, right? You just love that guy. And even him, they kind of like wash him over and he's, he, he's probably one of the more likable guys, but I find that now I'm watching the show and they're doing more stuff with the bad guy characters. Like Harold uh, is the most, Harold is kind of like that Magneto character in this one where you can like, you can kind of see why he's mad about everything and they don't give you like, they give you enough stuff to know that he's kind of like, you know, that he's wrong, but you can sympathize with him so much. I think in the show that even when you know, he's wrong, you're still like, well, is he really that wrong? And that's not a guy that you should be even thinking that about. Right. Uh, you know, like all the things yeah, that he it's does. Not ambiguous. And, no. And it no it's not and and you you kind of like they give you enough that you feel sorry for him in ways and i guess you are supposed to feel sorry for him but it's just like they might have gone a little bit too far and the characters that he's playing off they might have gone a little bit not far enough with amping out 
how good they are. Like, uh, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to watch it to the end because I just love the story. And there are, there are a little shining moments. One of the things that I mentioned too, is, uh, the villain of the story. Like you have a, a really good, good guy, which is, you know, uh, uh, mother Abigail, Whoopi Goldberg. And then to the foil of that, you have a really bad, bad guy, which is Stephen King's Darth Vader of his universe is Randall flag. And if you know anything about the Stephen King, I guess we'll call it the King of Earth or whatever, you know that Randall Flagg plays into a whole bunch of different stories of Stephen King's. And he's kind of like that Darth Vader character and he has an emperor kind of guy. And, and he's like the, the lesser baddie, but he's still insanely bad. And in this one, you don't really get to find out how bad he is until a few episodes in where you're, and, and, you know, you, you see glimpses of him, but he doesn't, he, you don't see him do anything really bad. Like, uh, I was having a conversation with this about someone and uh, about, you know, villains getting introduced and, you know, you watch, uh, we're going to go back to Star Wars again and we're going to say Darth Vader. You watch that guy as soon as he makes his entrance on the, on, on that ship in that first movie, you see him, you see what he's all about. He's all dressed in black. He's got an artificial wheezy voice. And the first thing he does is choke a guy to death and throw him against a wall. Like this is a bad guy and mm-hmm. you know it right away. Well, this show doesn't do that. You look at um, Inglorious Bastards with Hans Landa, right? You you know how bad this guy is from the first scene and you're just in fear of him. And that's the kind of villain that Randall Flagg is. Uh, but you don't get that sense of him in this one. Like he kind of like does a little wink and nod to the camera sort of thing. And you kind of get the sense that he's been involved in this horrifically bad thing, but you don't really see him do anything super nuts to, to go like, Holy shit, this is the worst bad guy ever until way later on. So then by the time you get to him, you're like, well, well, yeah, I guess. Well, he's no Negan from the walking dead, for instance. No, Negan shows up in The Walking Dead, and right away you're like, "That guy sucks." Like he's yeah, like like immediately, uh, Joffrey Baratheon in Game of Thrones. uh, uh, Who's the other? Who's the other guy that's worse than him? Um, Ramsey Bolton. Like right away when you meet these guys, you just know what they're all about, and you're you you know that like I I I hate this guy. I I don't like him, and that's kind of that's kind of like you know he's Stephen King's Darth Vader. Is you're supposed to feel really really. Like he's Hans the bad Gruber guy. from Hans Gruber from uh, uh, what's that movie called? Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. Die Hard. <laughs> well, maybe it's not a Christmas movie, but <laughs> Jingle Bullets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's well. That's okay. my thoughts on it. So I won't rant about it anymore. I mean, I just well, I haven't seen that one yet, so we'll see. Yeah, it'll 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 be. Uh... It'll be floating around pretty quick. I got the CBS All Access, so I had to do some uh, rejingling to make sure I saw that show. I'm such a I, I can't I can't not watch it. So I hmm. well, I'm still whittling away at Dexter season seven because which I've never I've never watched Dexter until this last six months, and uh, I really enjoyed the first five seasons. But then it's just getting harder and harder to. Uh, but I'm determined I got to finish it. Right? Yeah, um, I'm not hating eating it it's just no. that there's just making me feel uncomfortable if you know what i mean i'm not really happy with the way it's going so i think i know what you're talking about now uh are you talking about the deb dexter relationship that's right yeah I, I i don't think she'd be able to live with it if if your sister found out that you were oh spoiler alert <laughs> if, if your sister found out that you were a serial murder, murderer what would she do uh, i don't think she'd just work with you every day i can't see it you'd have to do some heavy mental 
people juggling to be able to work with somebody who's a serial killer in a police department. Yeah, that's yeah. You're you're at the point of the show where I was just I kind of like I was watching that and I was just kind of looking at that going, are you fucking serious? And and uh, (laughs) I don't I'm not going to tell you anything that happens, but man, you don't have a whole lot to look forward to. Uh, you do know that they're doing like a like a we're sorry season for that show, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really all I'm on all on board for that, and that's why I want to finish watching the show. This is one of those shows where I missed it right off the bat, and then I was working in a remote work camp where you did yeah, I couldn't get it, so I missed the entire first two seasons or whatever, and then it just seemed like well, whatever, missed it. That's a myth boat right so i just didn't even think about it uh it's a good throwback though because they all have flip phones and you know there's some interesting things to watching a show like that and as i watch you know i think they'll they're in 2007 2008 now in the show timeline mm-hmm. and they're starting to get real laptops and real computers this, this computer screens don't look so goofy anymore and <laughs> little things like that are happening there but yeah i I'm interested to see how the uh, how the reboot goes. Yeah. One thing that I was really interested to find out was that Dexter, that the act, the actor playing Dexter, had a fairly serious uh, bout with cancer in season three, season four, but he yeah. didn't tell his co-workers about it. He just went to work and did his best. And watching them all in a row, like I did, you can see him go from looking pretty healthy to, oh my god, you look like death warmed over to oh you're starting to look healthier again you can actually see him per episode his health change which is something you wouldn't have known at the time even right yo i didn't know now i'm watching the way it worked in the show was when he was his sickest they had a fresh baby in the house so he wasn't getting any sleep so you might have thought he's supposed to look like that because of this is what's happening in the show but knowing that he was really sick in the real world, you can look at him and go, this guy is like real sick. He just had chemo or something yesterday. So that's kind of interesting. And then you watch the various, like when you, when you watch all the seasons of show like this, you watch people's weight slowly go up and slowly go down and, you know, their hairstyle changes rapidly because you're watching one after the other after the other, right? Yeah. So it's just something I've noticed more with this show than any other show I've watched. Is things like that going on with the actors? No, it's uh, uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's Dexter. That's uh, you're I can't believe you're watching it. Here we are. I don't want to tell you too much because uh, I don't know. You've I don't know if you I don't know how much you've had spoiled for you for the ending and all that jazz, but well, the very ending I've had spoiled for me, but none of the details in between. So we'll just I'll just let her roll and see what happens. Yeah, you're you're in it right up to the end, and I sure was. And then and then they just kind of like come in and fucking stick the knife in your tires <laughs> it's uh it's it's quite the thing okay well what about yellowstone i haven't i have with never our, watched the show but you're the with second our favorite water world actor yeah our favorite water world actor is the main dude um yeah i'm i'm not, not a cowboy kind of guy but i'm really enjoying it nicole, really? nicole's probably watching it right now i'm gonna have to catch up on whatever she's watching but um yeah, it's like Breaking Bad goes cowboy almost. Not quite, not quite that bad, but uh, you know, it's it's like Animal Kingdom meets the Wild West. Mm. It's it's different, different than you would imagine. 
Well, this is the second good recommendation I've had for Yellowstone, so I might have to give it a watch. Yeah, because he normally plays, if he plays a cowboy, he's normally the good old boy cowboy, right? Whereas you yeah. can't really say that this family, there's any good old boys in it. Oh, no. So he's a fair step well, away from Well, he's a politician. And yeah. Hmm. There's, well, you know, there's the, the dad who runs the area, the whole ranch community with an iron fist. And there's uh, his uh, posse of people that will do anything for him. And there's uh, uh, a lawyer daughter who drinks way too much and a, and a politician son who's a whiny little bastard. Wow. And then, of course, there's the son that was in the special forces, who's really good at killing people. So you got you got everything there, right? Well, this sounds like the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I might have to give yeah, that a have shot. To give it a try. That's that's uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, what else do you think we should touch on, Tim? Reconvene that's next week, maybe. Everything that I've been thinking about. Yeah, we should we should do this next week. We can go over what happened in Wandavision and. Uh, See, see if it was the big reveal. Maybe it was. Yeah, we'll have to see if uh, they make good on it. I think next time I'll uh, I'll talk about my Twin Peaks rewatch with the kids. We're we're watching that sure. with the kids. They they love it. So we we'll can talk we, about. We, why don't we do a? Are you watching the first uh, the first season? Yeah, we or made it all the way through the at? first season, and we're right around where where things take a nosedive in the second. So. Um, and then my kids want to watch all the way through. They want to watch the movie. They want to watch the the third season, the return, and uh, and all that jazz. My wife not so much. She 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 wasn't a big fan of uh, anything past the end of the second season. But I think she might mm. we might we might be able to rope her back in. But we'll talk about that. I think. Uh, okay. Next well, time. I've been meaning to rewatch to rewatch the third season. So uh, why don't we why don't we focus on Twin Peaks next week? Yeah, let's do a Twin Peaks a bit. But I've been planning on watching. The, re- the reboot or the what's the word the continuation the more recent continuation i was going to watch that again so uh, the, the uh i think they call that they call it twin peaks the return okay yeah we'll well, we'll reconvene uh same bat time same bat channel sure <laughs> let's, let's uh let's do that all right man well it's okay. been a slice and we'll talk to you next yeah, week it's been a slice take care everybody